Welcome to I Run Radio. Coming up, taking back the streets one year after a deadly attack in Toronto. This was less about the politics of gun violence and um, gun control and more about um, bringing, you know, using running to show courage and bring people together to heal. And it was, it was a show of defiance to say, we're going to, you know, we're taking back the street. We shouldn't be afraid of the dark on the dance floor. Um, you know, this is a strong community. We have to stick together. Comedian Jessica Holmes runs a special 10K. It was really, really meaningful to me because, A, I thought I'd never get off the sofa and, and B, it sort of proved to me, metaphorically speaking, that my depression was pretty far behind me. And testing the limits of endurance once again. I think I just like to test my limits. I like to see what I can do. Um, I never thought of myself as a runner. Um, I, I never thought of myself as being athletic. And it was in my early 30s when I started running, and I found that I could actually run long distances. Um, and, and I guess it was just, okay, if I, you know, how far can I go? What, what is it that my body will let me do? On this edition of I Run Radio, it was a year ago that a deadly shooting took place on Toronto's Danforth Avenue. In the hours after the attack, a group of runners took to the streets in what they called the Danforth Strong Night Run. And they'll be doing it again tonight to mark the anniversary. The founder of the run, Sarah Kuriliak, says, Running brings people together, takes away fear, and helps us gain courage. This run is a way for the community to come together again to remember those who were courageous, those who lost their lives to demonstrate that the Danforth is still a strong community and a safe place to be at night. We will talk to Sarah coming up. We'll also speak with comedian Jessica Holmes of the Royal Canadian Air Force, who recently ran a 10K to celebrate overcoming depression five years ago. And an inspiring ultra-marathoner decides she's going to run 250 kilometers in just six days. Let's get things started now with the editor and general manager of iRun, Ben Kaplan. Hello, Ben. Hey there. How are you? I'm feeling good, thank you. Good, I'm glad to hear it. And I know you and many other people a year ago were touched by the events on the Danforth where uh, there was, uh, look, I don't, I don't want to get into all the details of it again, but obviously uh, there was uh, a horrible act of violence that was committed. And one of the things that came out of that last year was a group of people got together and ran down the street to kind of take back the street. And that was a big turning point and a very inspiring moment. And I know it touched a lot of people, including you. Yeah, one of the things that was interesting and which was a byproduct that I wasn't particularly expecting because we did that so fresh after, you know, the horrific evening yeah. And when everybody was so, just you know, in mourning. And, yeah. and the feelings so we were still did, very raw. And yeah, 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 that's right. That's right. We're still, we're trying to make sense of it. And part of me was like, do I want to go, what am I doing? You know, what does this act I'm participating in signify? You know, I'm running on the streets where this happened. What am I, what message am I conveying? You know, I just didn't know. But yeah. I went to it anyway. My wife sort of told me to go do it. You, know, you should be out there and I did and the response from people and the streets were packed was applause you know yeah. the way and and it was this was from all walks of life and old and young and people at the this was in the Greek area so people sort of sitting at the cafes and bars and they applauded us 
and that's when I understood, I guess, that it was signifying something about empowerment, something about taking back the streets, something about we're still here. I don't know, you know, but it, it, it meant a lot, and I know I wasn't the only one sort of going through those kilometers with teary eyes. Yeah. And it's one of those things where you're not really sure why it means something, but if it does yeah. mean something to you, then it's then that's okay, right? That's you know you don't have to you don't have to figure it all out and explain it, but if if you feel some emotional benefit from it, if you feel like it's cathartic, if you feel like it helps you to 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 go forward with a little more confidence and a little less uncertainty, then then those are all good things. I remember feeling so, when I arrived, you know, because it's the other end of town, the part of town in the city where I live, and I biked out there, and I remember being buoyed by the numbers, the number of people that came out that wanted to do this. You know, you didn't know what to expect, and I think Sarah will say it very well, that, you know, she didn't know what to expect. Is there going to be 10 people? You know, is there going to be anybody? Why is she, what's what she even doing? Yeah. But when you get there and you see, like, I, you know, I don't know what the final count was, but there was... A lot of people, you know, a lot more than anybody had thought would have come. And, uh, you know, and togetherness. And again, I guess that's another one of those things that, you know, we're not alone, that we are in that sense of community that we love from running and we love from the sport. And, that, you know, it was really on full display. So uh, it's just, uh, you know, we have a voice in this crazy world and we count too. And we can, uh, I don't know that it's making a difference as such, but it's, it's, you know, creating the world that we want to live in, sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. And so there is another run tonight, and Sarah Kareliuk, one of the organizers of it, is going to join us on the show today. And it's one example among many of what running, of, of how running represents something to people, so much more than just getting a bit of exercise or ticking a box or completing a race or something like that, that running is a milestone for people. And another great example of that is Jessica Holmes, the comedian from the Royal Canadian yeah. Air Force. Who, Hilarious. Yeah, she's great. She's terrific. I remember being at an event where she was the MC, and she was absolutely hilarious. She does a spot-on yeah. impression of Celine Dion, uh, yeah, which is yeah, just terrific. Yeah. Uh, and But she has struggled with depression in her life, and this spring she ran a 10K to kind of symbolically put that in the past. It's been five years, and she running is part of how uh, she addresses her physical and mental health, and, and uh, she did this 10K, and it meant a lot to her. And and I think you and I were lucky. We get to see so many of these powerful stories of people for whom running is symbolic. Running is progress. Running is more than just getting a bit of exercise. I mean, we need these things, or we could fight these things, and we could add to our lives and add to the experience. I mean, I've got a friend that I signed up to, to do with my run group, and, uh, you know, he says that of his 2019, this is the best thing of his 2019. And, you know, and he's a successful sort of like startup entrepreneur and he's, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he's got a wife, two kids and all of that. But the running is this other thing, you know, the community and the races. And it's this thing, too, where if you just you, you don't do it and then you do do it, and if you do it with a group or you do it on your own. But if you do it consistently, it's not especially from when you start to three months down the road, if you do it consistently, where you can really see change yeah. you know you can get from not doing this thing where you do it for three months twice a week you know wow. now you're somewhere yeah yeah exactly you really it's hard to yeah 
not everything really can you see those sort of tangible results. Exactly. All right, good stuff, Ben. We have a great show coming up, very powerful stories. As always, a pleasure to chat with you. We'll talk to you next week. Appreciate it, my friend. That's Ben Kaplan, iRun's editor and general manager. Coming up next, taking back the streets of Toronto one year after a deadly shooting. Travel to Edmonton this August to run the Friendly Marathon. Why? The Service Edmonton Marathon Race Weekend has events for the whole family. A Boston Qualifier Marathon, Half Marathon, Army 10K, 5K, and ABC Kids event. This event takes pride in being more personal, more genuine, more fun. Be in Edmonton August 17th and 18th and enjoy running in great temperatures, soak in the River Valley views, and the amazing energy as you race through downtown towards the finish line. Register at edmontonmarathon.ca. One year ago, there was a shocking act of violence on Toronto's Danforth Avenue. In the hours after the attack, a group of runners gathered to take back the streets. And tonight, they're going to run again to mark the anniversary. We're joined by the founder of the Danforth Strong Night Run, Sarah Kareliak. Sarah, thanks for being with us on iRun Radio. Thank you so much for having me today. Tell me a little bit about what happened last year and how the Danforth Run came to be. So uh, approximately a year ago, as as most people heard, we had a terrible tragedy on the Danforth that ended up um, with two people losing their lives and the whole community really in shock at uh, the violence that kind of unfolded in a part of the city. Um, at the time, I felt really strongly that um, for quite some time there had been a number of different um, incidents of, of gun violence along the Danforth in various locations. Many of them were gang-related, but um, this one was, you know, a critical one that really, really brought the gun violence into right into the heart of the community. And so um, it had been bothering me for a while, and uh, I wanted to bring awareness to, to to this. And I also wanted to find a way for the community to really take back the streets. And I'm a runner, and the only way that I deal with um, grief and loss and control and and you know, emotion in my life is to put on my running shoes and go for a run. I thought, what better way to take back the street than to, to run from, um, you know, one uh, one significant location in the Danforth to, to where the, the shootings happened and um, just send that message that we're strong and we're, we're, we're taking back the street. And what happened last year when you did that? Can you describe uh, what the run was like? So when I left my house at 9 o'clock, that evening um, of the run last year, I thought it was going to be myself and, uh, you know, 10 or 5 or 10 of my running buddies. Uh, I knew a couple of my neighbors who said they would come with me, and I kind of put it out on Twitter, and I, uh, you know, asked some of my running groups around the neighborhood to, to join, and I thought there would be maybe maybe a dozen people at the most, and that was okay with me, but... When I showed up at the start point, which was McDonald's at Coxwell and Danforth, um, and saw the crowd start to grow, I was completely floored. People had come from across the city uh, to take part in the run, and um, you know, the, the whole, all the running tribes in the city came together, and so there was um, close to 100 people, maybe maybe more, um, and it was just this beautiful synergy. We all lined up at the red lights in front of Coxwell and Danforth, and just started running, and it was uh, it was so dark. And but so beautiful, and uh, traffic was stopping for us, and uh, it was just it felt so healing. And I had lots of people during the run, you know, come up and um, you know give me a high five and say thanks for planning this. We really, really wanted to 
you know, be here, and it really helped them to heal and deal with what was happening in the neighborhood. You talked about it in the context of taking back the streets, and is is that what it felt like? Was it a show of defiance? Uh, you, you know, what? how would you characterize what happened? It was definitely a show of defiance. I felt really strongly about saying, we are not scared. We are a, we are a strong community, and we're going to stick together. Um, this was less about the politics of gun violence and um, gun control and more about um, bringing, you know, using running to show courage and bring people together to heal. And it was, it was a show of defiance to say, we're going to, you know, we're taking back the street. We shouldn't be afraid of the dark on the dance floor. Um, You know, this is a strong community. We have to stick together and um, keep it safe. And by being out at night in, in large groups, we'll keep the community safe. And I know that we can't always run at night, but that was sort of what I was trying to, trying to say. And how has the last year been for your community? So I, I think that people are still shaken up. Um, even a year later, when helicopters fly overhead, you know, I, I have often been with people and we kind of brace ourselves for like, oh, no, is there going to be another shooting? Um, I think people have largely forgotten it, but, but it's still there in our hearts. Um, however, the community is just as vibrant as ever. The, you know, 10 o'clock on a Sunday night, the patios are packed again. Uh, this summer is just... Uh, like any other summer, where people are enjoying the the life on the dance floor and enjoying being outside in the warm weather. You said something earlier that I thought was really interesting uh, that reflected how powerful running can be and how it can mean so much more than just a bit of fitness and exercise. Uh, you said something along the lines of how you, you sort of default to running when uh, when something like this happens, that, you, that that's, the, that's the way you express yourself uh, in, a, in a way. Uh, so can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, so, um, you know, I think that every runner who, you know, has put on running shoes, whether it's for the first time ever or you've been running for decades, um, you know, it's such a, um, a powerful way for a human being to channel their emotions and channel their, their, what's going on in their heads into physical movement. Um, and it's, there's something about the moving forward of running that heals me. I don't know if this is the same for everyone, but, um, you know, I come to running when I put my shoes on. I know that that's going to help me uh, keep moving forward. And I think that was another part of this run is that we're going to keep moving forward one step at a time. Um, and that's what's really important to me um, when it comes to, to running and how I use that as uh, not only a way to stay physically fit, but a way to stay mentally healthy as well and keep putting one foot in front of the other. And tell me what role running has played in your life and, and what kind of running you've done. So, um, you know, I've, I've been running my entire life. I'm not a good runner. I'm not a great runner. I never win races. Um, so I'll just, I'll just put that out there sure. for listeners. Um, None of us do. I mean, very few people win races, so that's okay. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Exactly. So, uh, you know, I'm about middle of the pack, but um, you know, over over time and over my life, I've I've been closer to the back, closer to the front, depending on where I am and my sort of biological, you know, having babies and uh, um, you know. But I um, I generally stick to half marathons, uh, 10k. I'm working on some 10k races now, but. You know, I've gone through a really awful six months, uh, maybe even more a year. I've had 
quite a number of like emotional traumas, both in the workplace and within my own life. And, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, actually, I, I, it was really an awful, awful week. And I just, I got up on Sunday morning and I didn't want to run. I, I wanted to, but I didn't want to. And I, I was feeling so crummy. It was the first time in my life that I thought, I don't know. I don't know if this is going to help. And I, but I, I was just so distraught over what had happened, but I thought, nope, I'm going to put on my runners and I'm going to run to the place that makes me the happiest, which is down in the beaches, uh, looking at the sunrise. And, uh, you know, sure enough, it, it was a beautiful run. And I, you know, cleared a lot of like tension out of my head and thought and was able to think clearly about some things. And, um, you know, so I'm, I've overcome, um, this is not the first time I've had to overcome sort of personal trauma and tragedy. Uh, because of running, I also was was I was very very overweight at one point. Um, this is a very common story among um, runners that you know you you put your shoes on after you've gained weight and you just go for a walk and then you start you know then you start running. And um, I had I had taken a break from running for I think maybe four or five years, maybe longer than that. I had met my husband who wasn't active, and um, you know I looked in the mirror one day and I said I've got to do something. I put my runners on and just started walking around the track and. Um, you know, within a year or two, I had kind of slimmed back down, and um, that's when I decided I wanted to start running half marathons because I needed a goal. I needed to continue to challenge myself. Um, and uh, and so there's, you know, I think every runner has those stories that are important to them becoming a runner and what it was that what it was the pain and the the suffering that they've run through. And uh, I don't think it ever ends for anybody. And I think running is always a way you can you know you've got something you can an output for some of these things. Yeah, that's very well said. And I'm I'm sorry that you've been through so much and so faced so many challenges, but it sounds like running whether it's in response to what happened on the Danforth or what's happened in your own personal life, it sounds like it's it's kind of the first physical and symbolic step toward uh be, being on the right track again. It is, it is, and I just, um, I do want to kind of open up a little bit more, and I've, I've kind of been shady on some of the details, but um, alcoholism runs in my family, and so it's something that I myself have often um, struggled with, and um, it's a slippery slope, and, um, you know, it's it's easy to slip into the to some of these bad habits again, and so it's it's one of those things that I, I, I was telling somebody the other day that, you know, I, I run away from that, I run away from that, I... Um, you know, when I'm when I'm deep in despair, it's it can go two ways. You can go down the slippery slope of, um, you know, drinking more. You can put on your running shoes and, and keep moving forward. And um, that's something that is, you know, it is my first reaction to um, to overcoming to keep moving forward and to, um, you know, one step at a time. Every morning is a new morning. Every run is a new run, and every every step forward is a step away from whatever you're running from. That's very powerful. Sarah, I really appreciate you sharing your story and sharing the story of the Danforth run. Uh, your your own words are are about your personal circumstances are are very candid and very inspiring. And I I think what you did for your community was very empowering. And uh, and running is very symbolic, but also very unifying in a situation like that. So, congratulations for that, and uh, good luck with this year's Danforth run. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Yeah, and thank you for having me. Have a great day. That's Sarah Kariliak, the founder of the Danforth Strong Night Run. Coming up next, comedian Jessica Holmes. Travel to Edmonton this August to run the Friendly Marathon. Why? The Service Edmonton Marathon Race Weekend has events for the whole family. A Boston Qualifier Marathon, Half Marathon, Army 10K, 5K, and ABC Kids event. 
This event takes pride in being more personal, more genuine, more fun. Be in Edmonton, August 17th and 18th, and enjoy running in great temperatures, soak in the River Valley views, and the amazing energy as you race through downtown towards the finish line. Register at edmontonmarathon.ca. Jessica Holmes has been making Canadians laugh for many years. She has also inspired many of us by sharing her battle with depression. She recently wrote a book called Depression the Comedy, A Tale of Perseverance. And a few weeks ago, she ran a 10K race to honor overcoming mental illness. Jessica, it's great to talk to you. Thank you for joining us on iRun Radio. So awesome. How are you doing, Mark? Great. How are you? I'm wonderful and loving this season. Yes. Yes, and it's long. It was long overdue. I'm trying to put the the miserable spring we had out of our minds because <laughs> it was it was uh, delayed summer, but it's finally here, and we're getting some nice hot temperatures, and and I like that. Absolutely. So I've just had to keep my drinks on ice for a while longer, and yeah, then the party <laughs> exactly. started. Yeah, that's the one of the things about summer. The only thing I don't like is the ice melts too quickly, right? Uh, right, right. <laughs> and then you get the diluted drink. Anyway, I, I can live with that. Um, yeah, that's why I have the uh, little beer holder. Right. <laughs> the little beer chamois or whatever it's called. Yeah. <laughs> beer cozy. Yeah, exactly. So I, I saw you sharing on social media a few weeks back uh, the fact that you did a 10K race in May. And mm-hmm. uh, for you, it was an important milestone. And, and you were doing it to kind of share your story once again and and to uh to kind of mark uh a, a difficult time in your life right um well yeah i i only started running because i had depression i was suffering from depression and uh, my therapist said well what would get you off the sofa and i said nothing and she said well would a dog get you off the sofa and of course i thought well if it's a really sad dog so anyhow my psychiatrist actually wrote me a prescription for a dog a sad looking dog (laughs) and uh i started walking it and eventually started running it and um before you know it, a couple of years have passed and I'm running a 5K every day with her and then signed up for the Sporting Life 10K. So it was really, really meaningful to me because A, I thought I'd never get off the sofa and and B, it sort of proved to me, metaphorically speaking, that my depression was pretty far behind me. Yeah. And and I've talked to other people who have been through similar experiences, and it there is something. Uh, obviously, there's the benefit of physical exercise, and and we, and the, there's been research done on the links to mental health of that. So there there's a mm-hmm. there's that, but there's just something symbolic about it too, right? Well, I just I used to look at people who ran races and marathons. I remember when I was a kid in Ottawa, I would watch the Ottawa Marathon with my mom and I would I would like cry because I was so touched by the amount of energy and force and um, stick-to-itiveness that these people must have to have to train for something like that. And so then to be actually running one felt huge to me. And quite frankly, the 10K is mainly a downhill 10K, the one that I was doing. So uh, it's not, you know, other definitely experienced runners might be like, oh, ho, ho, that's a novice hill or something. <laughs> but for me, I felt like really proud and emotional. And um, yeah, it just, it showed me that I had come a long way. So yeah. I was really grateful to run it. Yeah, look, a 10K is a 10K, Jessica. It doesn't, you mm-hmm. don't have to describe the course and, and minimize it or diminish it in any way. It's still 10K. You've still got to get from the finish, from the start line to the finish line, 
using your own only your legs, right? That's the You're right, you're right. Yeah. You know what? I I will own it. <laughs> I will own it proudly. Yeah. So, how did you feel when you completed it? Uh, I felt amazing. I felt amazing. Um I I, I was sort of surprised because in my training, the longest I had run was an 8K. And then in this one, I managed to run it without stopping. And uh, I was sort of, <laughs> I was sort of blown away by it. It, it took an hour and, and I was floored by it. I missed my dog. I wish my dog could have run it with me, but yeah. I understand <laughs> you can't have, you know, 20,000 people with dogs all at once. Um but I, I loved it, and then I took a few weeks off running uh, afterward, and uh, now I've started back up again. Of course, it's much harder in this heat. I think I need to start setting my alarm for 6 a.m., <laughs> but, uh, but I, I felt great. Yeah, yeah, good for you. Congratulations. Thank you. And, you know, you've, I, I've told you before about how much I admire you for sharing your story, and uh, you've been public about uh, suffering from depression. And, and I think that, you know, when, when you share a story like that, obviously you're going out on a bit of a limb, but you're inspiring other people to, uh, to, to take on whatever they're taking on and face it and, and maybe take up running or do whatever it, el- whatever it is in their life that's going to make a difference for them. Um, and so, yeah, what I, and I try and be realistic in those posts because the truth is that people who are in a funk, it would never necessarily occur to them that they could do a 5K or a 10K or something. So what I try and just remind people of is that everything counts when it comes to exercise, even if it's just taking the stairs once a day instead of the elevator, even if it's um, reaching for veggies instead of fast food once a day. Um, Whatever small thing you do, and you would know this as an exerciser, that uh, it kind of snowballs. You feel empowered by each little thing you do, and then you kind of find the energy to take on slightly bigger and slightly bigger and um so it's kind of the tony robbins <laughs> school of thought where it's like start small have a small victory and uh, let that propel you forward yeah i think that's such a great point because it is it is so incremental and i think it's a great metaphor for life as well that uh you know when nobody who has run a marathon starts out being able to run a marathon but they get mm-hmm. from they get from not being able to run a marathon to being able to run a marathon literally or a 10k or a half marathon literally one step at a time you just move kind of mm-hmm. one step forward and and you go a little further each time and then you get there and there are so many things in life that are like that even though we hear all these stories about overnight success and and lose weight fast and get rich quick and all of that kind of stuff i think life really yeah. is much more about you're kind of in point, at point A, and you just start moving in the direction of point B. No matter how slowly you're going, you just start pointing yourself in that direction. Yeah, I gave a talk the other day where I, I was basically saying most speakers are going to come out and they're going to have some grand story of climbing Mount Everest, or they're going to have some grand story of a big aha moment they had where they transformed their lives in the snap of a finger um, by making a brave choice. Um and for me, I feel like, if I'm being honest, the the beautiful life I think I've built for myself today was just built on tiny little sustainable changes. And it's things like trying to be the first one to forgive in an argument with my spouse or um, doing, I do four minutes of Tabata every day or being a little more mindful when I'm at the grocery store. Like for me, that's how I've 
built my ideal life. And so I kind of think when people are set up with huge goals, I think it it can do more damage than good. It can harm their self-esteem. So I love the thought of just having your own small victory, setting it for yourself. And I hope that people on social media will know you can brag about the tiniest of victories. I know a lot of, a lot of people are yeah. on there saying, like, I ran this marathon or I, I did this huge thing today. Um, but I would love to see people saying, like, you know what, I really didn't feel like doing anything today, but then... You know what I did? I went out for a bike ride. How awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's great. And uh, so you've, you're running again, and, and you're running with your dog again? Is that part of the routine? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I guess because I'm not I'm not a person who necessarily loves running. It's not something I, I <laughs> am, am that motivated to do if it was by myself. But I always tell myself, you know what, my dog, I, I owe this to her. And uh, so she gets me out every single day. And we go to Hyde Park, which has a beautiful off-leash trail for uh, dogs and their owners. And uh, so it's pretty, like, I'm, I'm just so happy watching her enjoy <laughs> the run as much as I do. And I've I've grown into a person who really enjoys the run and the the kind of high at uh, checking how far I went after. Yeah. So there you go. See, that that's the thing is you found a way to make it work. You found a way to to have that incentive to go, even if it wasn't something you were kind of jonesing to do yourself. You, yeah. you, you, you did it for the dog, and then before you know it, you suddenly discover this is something you're liking and looking forward to, and it becomes a little bit of a, a habit and a routine, and, and you're, you're doing it on a regular basis, right? Oh, yeah. So I, I love tricking myself into all kinds of, <laughs> all kinds of motivation, because like I said, I'm not necessarily the world's best self-starter. So uh, I, I will do something like I'll post on social media, hey, I'm going to do this little workout tomorrow morning. Anybody want to join me? And um, so that then forces me to have to do that workout the next day. Or I'll mention online, I'm going to try this recipe. And, you know, then bang, you have to do it. Um even for my husband and I, when we want to get our house clean, we uh, invite people over for the following week. <laughs> and then we know we have to do like a mad You got to tidy up. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Whatever works. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. So do you, uh, do you think you'll do another 10K or something else like that down the road? Oh, I hope so. I think it would be a good thing for me to sign up for every spring just to make sure I don't get out of the habit. Um and and to stay healthy and you know it's kind of interesting i i am 46 and i just i feel more and more invigorated every year and i would say i'm probably healthier today than i was in my 20s i eat healthier i exercise more and so i'm really motivated to kind of keep setting these goals and to not to not slow down yeah, it's until a, I don't have a choice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a, if only we knew all this stuff now, the, the in our twenties, right? Like I, I always think I've, I, I would have never eaten all that junk food in my in my twenties. You know, if I, you know, my whole twenties, every single day for lunch, I had a bowl of white rice and a can of Coke. That was <laughs> <laughs> and somehow. So if I tried getting away with that today, yeah, um, no, 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 my my body would be like, uh, I can't work. Yeah, <laughs> but, exactly. Somehow in your 20s, it's fine. Yeah. It's amazing we live to be 30, you know, in a way, given all the crazy <laughs> things know. we do in our 20s. But anyway, 
Well, Jessica, it's uh, it's inspiring. I really, I, I was moved by your, the the message you sent out on social media when you ran the 10K, and it was clear what it meant to you. And I, and uh, I've I've always been a big fan of your work, but I'm an even bigger fan of the message that you send out about mental health and the fact that you've shared your story because I know it has inspired and affected so many other people. So thank you for what you're doing. Congrats on the 10K. Keep it going, and thanks for being on the show with us today. Oh, I really appreciate it. And if anyone is struggling with their mental health, I hope they'll check out my book, Depression, the Comedy. And uh, it's a fun read and, and it'll show you it's for me. Recovery was just very small steps. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on, Mark. That's comedian and author Jessica Holmes. Her book is called Depression, the Comedy, A Tale of Perseverance. Coming up next, 250 kilometers in six days. Travel to Edmonton this August to run the Friendly Marathon. Why? The Service Edmonton Marathon Race Weekend has events for the whole family. A Boston Qualifier Marathon, Half Marathon, Army 10K, 5K, and ABC Kids event. This event takes pride in being more personal, more genuine, more fun. Be in Edmonton August 17th and 18th and enjoy running in great temperatures, soak in the River Valley views, and the amazing energy as you race through downtown towards the finish line. Register at edmontonmarathon.ca. It seems like every couple of years, Sonia Adcock of Ottawa dreams up another test for herself. She's run in ultra-marathons. She once ran a marathon every Sunday for an entire year, and now she plans to run 250 kilometers in just six days. Sonia, great to talk to you again. Thank you for joining us. Uh, it's my pleasure, Mark. Thank you very much for having me. So before we talk about the challenge you have set for yourself in October, I wanted to explore a little bit about why you why you put yourself through these things. What is it that makes you seek out these kind of endurance tests in your life? Well, that's a really good question. And I'm not even sure if I have a very good answer to that. I think I just like to test my limits. I like to see what I can do. Um, I never thought of myself as a runner. Um, I, I never thought of myself as being athletic. And it was in my early 30s when I started running, and I found that I could actually run long distances. Um, and, and I guess it was just, okay, if I, you know, how far can I go? What, what is it that my body will let me do? And, and I think that's what kind of you know, keeps me going, keeps me motivated to say, well, what kind of, how can I challenge myself? What is it that I can do? And while it's not like in the super extreme realm of things, it's still very challenging um, for myself. And let's go through some of the things that you've done already. I, I remember a few years ago, you ran a marathon every single weekend, and I would see you out there running every weekend when I was doing my training runs, you would be running along the Rideau Canal here in Ottawa, and, and these, these weren't organized marathons, they were just your own personal marathons that you were running every single weekend for an entire year, right? That's right. Um, I remember one day running along the canal, and I was going to be turning 52, and I thought, I wonder if there's something I can do turning 52, and I thought, well, there's 52 weeks in a year, um, I'm going to be 52, so why don't I run a marathon every Sunday? And, and I thought at the same time, I, I'd like to, you know, try to give back to the community. So I, I raised money for the Snowsuit Fund. 
Um, and yes, every single Sunday morning, I you know, would get up at like 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning, be out the door at 5 a.m., and go and run a marathon. And at the time, I was running with uh, some folks, and I you know, asked them all to come and meet me every Sunday at kind of my halfway point, so around 8 o'clock on the Sunday morning. And that is something that really got me through that year, was knowing that after I ran 22K, I would meet up with friends who would, you know, really get me through the last 20K. Um, and, and I was very fortunate that year in, in the sense that I, I never got sick and I never got injured. So I was able to, you know, meet the goal um, that I had set out for yeah. myself. Good for you. And it's nice to get a little help you. from your friends, right? Oh, definitely. They just give you the, you know, the, the motivation to keep going and that uh, companionship. Uh, it, it, it was really, really, uh, really uh, good yeah, and remind me of some of the other endurance tests that you've you've set out to accomplish, uh, because we've talked about other things that you've done as well. Uh, yes, I um, I've, I've run a hundred miles. I, I I decided the year that I ran the hundred miles in Lockport, New York. I had been training for the Comrades Marathon, um, my second Comrades Marathon in South Africa, which is. Um, 87, about 87 kilometers. Uh, This is like one of the the largest probably ultra marathons in the world. There's something like 15,000 people that do this. And they have what they call an up year and a down year. And essentially the the course is all hills, big hills. But one year you start in Peter Marisburg and you run down to Durban and the last 30 kilometers are downhill. And then the following year it's reversed. So I was going back for my second time at Comrades. And while I was doing all of my training that winter, I I thought, if I'm ever going to run a 100-mile event, now is the time to see if I can find one, because I'm really well-trained, you know, in in terms of being prepared for Comrades. So I searched around. I had my criteria, which was it had to be within driving distance, it had to be shortly after Comrades, and I didn't want it to be in the hills. I wanted it to be flat. And so I found um, the ultramarathon at Lockport in Lockport, New York, which is essentially four loops along the Fort Erie Canal. Um, so I did that. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And yeah, I've done other long, you know, long distance uh, endurance endurance events. I tried the um, Canadian Death Race, which is in the Rocky Mountains, and it's 120 kilometers. Unfortunately, during that event, um, I timed out after checkpoint three. I just didn't meet the cutoff times. I'd gotten halfway through the event, but in some ways, it was okay. I, For myself, it was a goal to challenge myself to try to run in these mountains, and I knew I could do the full distance. I had the endurance for it, but you, know, you have to respect that there's time limits, and nonetheless, I was still very happy to have kind of put myself out there to even get to the start line of that event. Yeah, these tests would not mean anything if they weren't challenging, and because they're challenging, once in a while you you might not actually accomplish your goal, right? Exactly. And for me, it's sometimes it's all about just, you know, t- having kind of the courage to say, oof, that's going to be something really challenging that I've never done before, and trying. Yeah. Just, you know, getting out there and trying it. So let's talk about what you have planned for the first few days of October. You're planning to run 250 kilometers over six days. Uh, why, why did you pick that as your target? Well, 
that that is really the only distance event that I have not run. Um, and typically, these multi-day runs are about 250 kilometers, and they, you know, they they take six days typically. I mean, there's variations of that. And I turned 60 this year, and in turning 60, I'm thinking I'm not sure if I want to continue running long distance. I want to continue running for the rest of my life, but maybe just do some shorter distance um, events. So I thought, well, in turning 60, I'm still in good shape. I'm still healthy. I'm going to do this kind of event. And so I'm challenging, challenging myself to, to do this uh, in the, you know, from October 1st to 6th. And so what I'll be doing is I'll be running four days of 42.2 kilometers, and I'll be running one day of 21.2, and then the last day is going to be a 60 kilometer. Just to kind of signify, it's, and, and it will be like my 60th kind of official marathon, if you will. Um, and, and what I'll do is I'll, you know, I'll run uh, 10 loops of 6 kilometers from South Lake Pavilion to the Ritz Canal, and, and I'll hope that people will come and join me for a loop or two just to keep me company and keep me mo- motivated. And again, I'll raise money for the Snowsuit Fund in, uh, in doing this endeavor. Okay, good for you. And so, again, you're going to run four marathons, then you're going to run a little bit longer than a half marathon, and then on the last day you're going to run 60 kilometers to mark your 60th birthday and complete the 250 kilometers. That's correct. And this is uh-huh. this is your own event, basically, that you've created, rather than entering some other event that has these m- multiple stages and so on. There are those events out there. You're just going to do this here in Ottawa. Yes, I'm. I'm doing it here. I'm just going to kind of design my own routes every day. Um, and the reason for that is, you know, I, I I've been getting older, and with all the miles that I've logged on my knees, um, I've got a bit of arthritis in there, some tendonitis, and the hills and the mountains um, are painful to, to run up and down. So uh, that's why I decided I'll just, you know, do it here. And uh, yeah, kind good of, for you. Yeah, thank you. And uh, and how have you been training for that? I, you, it's still a, a couple of months away, but uh, but obviously you need to prepare for that kind of uh, volume over of a, over less than a week. Absolutely. Um, I was kind of searching on the internet to see if I could find any training plans. And there's not a lot of information out there in terms of how one trains for something like this. But I thought, well, if I'm going to be out there running like multiple days, six days, I need to start training my body to be able to run day after day after day. So I designed like a six-month training plan, which would, you know, slowly build up my distances and the time that I'm out running um, every week. So, for example, right now I'm running. I'm running five days a week. Um, I, I'll do like every week. I'll bring up my longest run, bring it up a little bit. So I'm up to about 28, 30 kilometers on my longest run. And then the next day I'll, you know, take it back down to maybe you know a 20k, and then the following day a 20k, take a day off. So. Every week, I'll try to bring I try to bring it up, but I make sure that I get enough rest in in between as well, because I and because I don't want to, you know, um, overextend myself, and I don't want to sure. be injured. I want to make sure that I'm doing this smart. 
So it, it sounds like this could, this could be your swan song in terms of uh, uh, of taking on these incredible endurance challenges. Is that how you're thinking of it? Yes, I'm thinking this is probably my last ultra marathon, um, maybe even my last marathons. Um, you know, I I do want to keep on running for many many more years, but I never say never because who knows maybe. Next year, all some crazy thought will enter my head, and I'll say, "Oh, I should try to do that." <laughs> yeah. So, but for now, I could that's see that happening, Sonia. I, pardon? I could see that happening. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're. Uh, it's going to be hard to get that out of your system. I think that that uh, urge that you have to test your limits. Yes, I, I think it will be, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, congratulations on all you've done, Sonia, and uh, best of luck as you continue your, your training for what you're planning to do in October, and we'll talk to you again as, uh, as we get closer to that, and I can't wait to hear all about it. Sonia, thank you so much for joining us on iRun Radio. Thank you very much, Mark. It's been a pleasure. That's Sonia Adcock of Ottawa, who will be running 250 kilometers over six days in October. I hope you can join us next week on iRun Radio. Thank you for listening. Have a great week.